Hey Jeepers on this week's Jeep Talk Show. If your Jeep is too dirty, there's an official Jeep brand beauty product just for your rig. And there's a new kid on the block. We'll find out what's replacing the Compass and Patriot. We're taking our virtual Jeep build to the next level of recovery with winch options. We've got some very unique voicemails and a one-of-a-kind review, too. Nate of SWBCrawler.com joins us for the second installment of Wrangler Extreme. Nick G has the force now. Tammy's trying to go back to black. I'm trying to get things accomplished. Tony's got a blinding rear end, and there's more on episode 224 of the Jeep Talk Show. LT Wright Knives, handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland specific. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee and is designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Find out more at online at ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T knives.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in Jeep. All right, all you Jeep beauty enthusiasts, brace yourself for this. Jeep is making limited edition mud masks for adventure-deprived mall crawlers. Yeah, you heard me right. Jeep's 75th anniversary has really been awesome, especially in the terms of the marketing. FCA ran those two great commercials on Super Bowl 50 to start everything off, and it's been just a great year ever since. Now we have an interesting publicity stunt from Jeep in Germany and creative studio Parasol Island. A limited edition mud mask for <clears throat> city Jeeps that don't get a chance to get dirty often enough. The Jeep oh, mud mask, no. quote, contain exactly what a true off-road adventurer is missing in the city. 100% real dirt as an expression of the desire to escape the daily grind and search for new adventures far off the beaten track. Unfortunately for the memorabilia collectors out there, the mud masks are not for sale. Only 75 have been made, and Jeep fans must visit www.jeep.de and sign up for a chance to win one of the exclusive adventure beauty treatments. Mm. (laughs) Well, let's just hope they don't call it a commando. We've been reporting for quite some time now that there's going to be a replacement for the Compass and Patriot. Some thought the Renegade filled that role, but news released this week from brand head Mike Manley says that the new SUV will be revealed in the third quarter in Brazil before it debuts in the U.S., where it is expected to arrive later in the fall. The compact SUV is expected to be assembled in several plants globally, including Pernambuco, Brazil, for distribution in South and Central America. We also have learned that the SUV, which some have dubbed the Compatriot, will be assembled for the North America in Toluca, Mexico, and not at the Compass and Patriot's traditional home in Belvedere, Illinois, which then would raise the question, what would they build there once those lines are done? and what would happen to the workers once the lines are down. The current Compass and Patriots are scheduled to remain being produced in Belvedere until December 31st, 2016. What happens after that, at this point, is anyone's guess. For now, at least, sources say initial model production will begin next month in Toluca, where the Dodge Journey and Fiat 500 Mini Car are built. Full production of the vehicle, which carries an internal body designation MP, is scheduled to begin on February 1st, 2017 in Toluca. Spy photos indicate the new vehicle will share a platform with the smaller Renegade, but retain its Grand Cherokee-like exterior styling. Oh, now doesn't that sound like a wonderful abomination? Hey, I got an idea. Let's breed a Great Dane with a Chihuahua. 
Because, yeah, that sounds like something that should be done. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. Do you guys have a story that we should be reporting on or you think you got a response to any one of our stories? Well, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. I got a name that could name it. <laughs> they could, yeah, I got a few. I got a few. <laughs> they could no. They could use the name of the place and call it the Big Chaluka. Oh, <laughs> I'll take I'll take mine with cheese and sour cream, please. Nobody saw it coming. It's so great. I love it. <laughs> oh wow! Well. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. What's up, guys? I'm Kobe. And I'm Jason. From Morgan Trail Off-Road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story. A story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. Hey, guys, you know, the peanut butter did not work after all. So now what am I to do? You can find out, find out how you can help me coming up on Wrangler Talk. Well, that's disappointing. I bet you it smelled good, though. I bet you like the, uh, the animals and stuff uh, were uh, just uh, hovering around the Jeep. Well, yep, some some jelly and some white bread is all she needed next. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey. Maybe I should try some grape jelly. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, here we go again with uh, Jeep Cherokee from uh, stock to wheeler. We're uh, going to continue our virtual build of our 1997 to 2001 Jeep Cherokee. Some or all may apply to earlier. Uh, some or all of these things, these uh, isms uh, may apply to earlier models of the Cherokee. Your uh, mileage may vary. At this point, our virtual Jeep uh, has tow points, a slip yoke eliminator, a lift, wider wheels, and taller tires. You're well on your way to having that off-road beast you envisioned when you got your first Jeep. Well, assuming this is your first Jeep. Now let's talk about personal recovery. The Jeep Talk Show encourages you to wheel with a buddy, and that means a second capable off-road rig, not somebody sitting in the seat next to you. <laughs> but it ne- And it never hurts to be prepared. So have uh, take two of them with you if you want to. Most of you probably have already guessed what being prepared would be for personal recovery. That would be a winch. This is the sexiest option for personal recovery for your rig, but there are others. Toe straps, tree savers, high lift jack, come along. Uh, there are even bags that will lift your vehicle simply by using, using the exhaust of your Jeep to inflate it or a Jeep talk show host. A shovel, an axe, <laughs> all, the, all these items are recovery items that you can carry. Winch, not just for bringing beer while wearing a push-up bra anymore. No, this winch can get you in and out of trouble. Well, I guess the other winch can too, but uh, I digress. The winch is an electric motor in most cases that is capable of, uh, is, I'm sorry, is a ca- cable or cord wound around a drum. The electric motor turns the drum and therefore winds the cable around the drum. You can attach the winch really anywhere you like on your Jeep. However, the traditional and most useful places to mount would be on the front or rear of the Jeep. You put a winch on the rear of your Jeep. Why why would you put a uh, winch on the rear of your Jeep, you may ask? Uh, Well, you can, if you didn't already know, 
this is the majority of the majority of the time that you get uh, stuck going backwards is the way you want to go. So that's kind of a good place to be able to put a winch because going forward may not be an option or it may require a lot of effort for that winch and digging and a lot of other stuff that you got to do. So uh, sometimes it's better to go back and then try another line. One way of getting around uh, having a rear mounted winch is to use uh, snatch blocks and tree savers and a lot of cable. <laughs> yes, you can pull your Jeep backwards with a front mounted winch, but you may need a degree, need a degree in geometry to do it. For the rest of you, <laughs> see Josh over there. Uh, for the rest of you, uh, just carry one winch and have a two-inch receiver both front and back and uh, move the winch where you need it. Also, you could have two inches. Mount the front uh, statically on, uh, uh, on the front and then in the rear, uh, keep it in the cargo area until you need it and then it would be mounted to a, uh, a little adapter plate that would allow you to slide it into the two-inch receiver in the, in the rear and you just hook it up and use it. Uh, you'd have to have your uh, power cables either in the cargo area or run them exterior to your Jeep around to the battery. But you could do it. It would be fairly easy to do. You would just have to make sure that you tied that winch down very good because having a, um, gosh, 100-pound, 75-pound, uh, 100-pound winch hitting you the back of the head, not fun or so I've, uh, so I've heard or so I can imagine. Yeah, I don't think anybody I've ever heard anybody tell me about that. So anyway, um, <clears throat> remember when you're looking for a winch for your Jeep Cherokee, you'll not only have to consider the weight rating of the winch, the, you know, what it can pull, but also how you're going to mount the winch to your Jeep. Aftermarket or homemade bumpers are the most common solution. These bumpers must be tied in securely to the unibody. Otherwise, your winch will simply pull away from your Jeep, taking sometimes critical parts with it. Your winch should be able to lift, pull, etc., Double the weight of the thing it's attached to. For your Jeep Cherokees, that would be about 9,000 pounds. Worn winches have made a great name for themselves over the years. Super winch is my personal choice. It is comparable to the worn winches, but without, without the high price tag. There are budget winches that many people swear by and some swear at. There are the infamous Chinese-made winches. Uh, there, these usually, uh, 8,500 pulling pound winches can be had for 300 to $400. Generally, they will be slower to pull in the cable than the more, more expensive winches and may, uh, be more prone to failure. Both of these drawbacks will not win you accolades from the people waiting behind you on the trail. <laughs> but do you really need a $1,500 competition winch on your daily driver or weekend warrior? Uh, as you can see, with more information comes more questions. Many more than we can address here on the Jeep Talk Show. That's where your Jeep forums come in. There are many out there, uh, but xjtalk.com and wranglertalk.com will let you ask questions without making you feel bad in the process. Any Jeep forum will do, but we urge you to try our forums for your Jeep information, fun, and entertainment. That's xjtalk.com and wranglertalk.com. Oh, and before you buy all those goodies, winch, tree savers, shovels, axes, etc., on Amazon, remember to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon and you'll get help, support, and the Jeep Talk Show will get a few cents in the process. How'd you like that tie-in? That was really, <laughs> really well done, I might add. I'm learning and from I, the best. We could probably dedicate an entire show to winches, really, and yes. winch talk and and all that sort of stuff and recovery and what you should have in your bag and, and all that sort of things. And Obviously, we, we can get, that conversation can get out of hand, too, but um, <clears throat> I digress. Uh, but uh, 
there's one thing that never gets old, and that is reviews from you guys out there, our beloved listeners and viewers, and all of you people out there who uh, enjoy our show. Uh, and we get them every week, and we got one particular this week that, well, I think was uh, very unique. Yeah, I've got a little video to show you guys. If you're uh, only listening to the audio-only podcast, you need to jump over to our YouTube channel, uh, yeah. youtube.com slash Show, and have a look at this great uh, video that uh, one of our, uh, uh, not I want to say fans, uh, viewers, listeners uh, uh, put out for us. Here we go. Towards the end of the show, where we cover some events that are happening around the nation, uh, and that might be able to point you into some right directions as well. Hey, we got another one. This one is from Jeep Army USA, and Wait, the, uh, their, their Twitter name is at Jeep Army USA. Well, honey, come in here. They're talking about me. I'm on TV. They're, they're saying thank you, Jeep Army USA. What? You're on TV? Yeah, they said Jeep Army USA. They, they said thank you. Are you sure they didn't say thank you, Jeep Video Guy or something? No, not Jeep Video Guy. It was Jeep Army USA. Kilo, you heard it right. They said Jeep Army USA. Rewind it. Let's hear it. Well, I can't rewind it. It's a, it's a live talk show on YouTube. Well, I guess we'll never know then. Oh, great. Story of my life. <laughs> Hilarious. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well that, done. That well one was done. so funny that my wife even thought it was funny because I sent that over to her. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to convince Are you sure my, didn't say Jeep video guy? <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> now, you guys can identify this, identify with this. I'm trying to get my wife to understand I'm, a, I'm kind of a big deal. And I keep sending her to this stuff that we're getting in from you guys. And she just keeps knock, knocking her, you know, shaking her head. Not a big deal. I'm not a big Nobody deal. Nobody listens to you. You got three listening. <laughs> I, I said, know. but look, they're doing a YouTube video. It's a shout out. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's good times right there. That was good. So uh, we always love hearing from you guys, whether it's a review or something like that. Uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we love the iTunes reviews. We love the, uh, the reviews on Stitcher. Well, you know what? Uh, I forgot to mention this. Uh, we got a Stitcher review about two months ago. I just haven't been checking it. And it was from our beloved John, pre-runner 1982. I, have, I do not have it here to read, but I, I just remembered it, wanted to mention it. Uh, I told him that uh, he says he figured it had something to do with him being a part of the show. And that's the reason why I hadn't read it. I said, no, I had to stop checking because it's been so long <laughs> since we had him over there. So <laughs> if you guys use Stitcher, or if you're wondering what it is, you can, it's basically a streaming service that you can listen to the show. Uh, like at the gym, maybe you didn't download it or it didn't download for some reason that happens sometimes overnight. Wi-Fi is not working or something. And, uh, you can just stream it straight from, uh, from uh, stitcher, but I will tell you, it's not as good as audio quality as what you get is when you download yeah, it. Yeah. A little, little bit more compressed down and uh, you're not going to get quite as much of, uh, the subtle nuances as you would, uh, listening other, other ways, but nonetheless, it's a great, uh, optional tool for you guys to get to the show. Yeah. I wanted to get to this for, uh, for the rest of you guys out there and give a little shout out to Frank Carrier and the other 4,500 members of the Facebook group, Jeep Everything. Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, hey, be sure to keep the rubber side down. And you know, folks, something else we always like um, to listen to each week, and that's from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. This is Darth Vader G. (laughs) Welcome, Tammy. To the dark side of Jeep modifications. <laughs> and to answer your question, no, they do not make lift springs in purple yet. And to answer your other question, 
Yes, I could only eat smoothies with this helmet on. <laughs> no, me and Judge Jar Binks do not hang out on the weekend. That is all. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. His George, wife is probably like, uh, what the hell is he doing now? George Lucas is uh, well he she's banging on the on the door and telling him to get out of the bathroom. What's all that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, very well. Nicely done, Nikki G. Nicely done indeed. That is good times. Hey, I want to tell you guys uh, something else that's going to be good for you guys to carry around, at least, is an LT Wright knife. They are handcrafted in Ohio with the finest locally sourced materials. They build everything from everyday carry to bushcraft and even overland specific. Everything that LTWK builds comes with a lifetime guarantee, you know, just like those very important tools you got in your garage. And they're designed from the ground up to be a solid working knife. Every Each and every piece is constructed with survival in mind. Knives with a proven international pedigree. Guys, they've been down there and back. Bushcraft, hunting, camping, overland, and everyday carry models are all available. The new Bushcrafter HC is an excellent example of an everyman knife. Able to do everything from help get the campfire started to even skin in some game. Being made from 332 seconds, 1075 steel with a convex edge, it will resharpen easily even in the field. These heirloom quality pieces, they're, de they're definitely going to outlast your adventure. So plan well, drive safely, and carry an LTWK. For more information, go to ltwrightknives.com. That's L-T-W-R-I-G-H-T knives.com. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Love that commercial. Very, very nicely done, Josh. I can't um, wait to get uh, get some more produced. Have some more of you guys out there. Just need you guys to call into the show and uh, let us know where you guys are listening to the Jeep Talk Show at 530-675-4102. And you can lie if you want to. It doesn't Absolutely. Have to be, it doesn't have to be true. Just funny. <laughs> now we're going to have something that is true and probably funny. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut Man, up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. I love that open. Um, you know, last May, I told you about how I waxed my Jeep. And as I waxed my Jeep in the process, I got some wax on my black plastic fenders. And so I put, yeah, I know I should use blue tape. Everyone says you should use blue tape. Well, it's too late now. Anyway, there were several suggestions when I reached out to everyone on what I can do to get the wax off the fenders. So I tried several of them. I tried the Simple Green. I tried a wire brush and Dawn dish soap. I tried a pink eraser. And none of those worked. So someone suggested using peanut butter. So I did. And at first it looked like it worked. And all winter it looked fine until later this, earlier this spring, guess what? It didn't work. The wax is now back, or I think it's the wax. Somebody just recently said maybe I discolored my fender permanently. So anyway, now I'm just trying, I'm at a loss of how to get rid of it. And I was thinking about trying a blow dryer or a wire brush. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do. Anyway, I did find mother's back to black heavy duty trim cleaner. 
Um, it states that it restores the dull, faded exterior trim and plastic, naturally clean finish. It's not a cover-up, but I'm a little nervous using it, and I'm asking anyone if they've used it. And I put it out there to some of my other, um, I don't know, followers on Google Plus and Facebook, and some people say it's just like a cover-up, so it's if it covers up... When it covers up the wax, it's just going to be a darker color in those spots, so it'll still show up. Um, and actually, someone, let me get to it here. Where did I put it? Suggested from their guitar sales rep. And I know we're not talking guitars here. Meguiar's Mirror Glaze. It's a heavy-duty vinyl cleaner. And apparently, he said that should get the wax off my fenders. So I'm just not really sure what to do. I don't know if I should try the back to black um, or if I should just keep trying to scrub the wax off. Now, something that I might resort to is just tear those things off and get some new fenders. So, um, Tony and Josh, I don't know go. if you have any suggestions. I know. I, I do. I, I've uh, I've got some experience with this. All of the the like back to black and and the black magic and and uh, you know all of those they they don't have a lasting no. reputation. They may work for a season, maybe even, you know, for a couple for, you know, a year. Uh, but eventually, it's going to fade off. It's not going to be a permanent. It'll be semi-permanent. It'll probably work. It'll look really good, and it and for you know a short period of time. Uh, but eventually, it will come back. Well, I mean, if they had a product that lasted forever, they wouldn't sell much of it, would they? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, now, I, I, there is a product out there which I, I have not yet heard. Of, um, had a chance to uh, to try myself, and it's from the Chemical Guys. Uh, and it, and it's like this trim gel or something like that. Uh, it's supposed to be getting really good reviews. Uh, they're not paying us to you know say anything. I haven't personally uh, you know had any experience with it, but it's another option that's out there. If you know the mainstream stuff doesn't work for you, you're not at the point where you want to get a heat gun out and uh, you're you're ready to try something else. Uh, maybe you know that might be an option for you. Yeah, you know, someone else mentioned the heat gun thing. Would a blow dryer work just as well? Or a blow really? dryer might work, but depending on the ambient temperature, really, I, I just don't know if it's going to have enough heat. Um, you might notice some. I think it's going to be a lot more work for you. A heat gun uh, will probably get it done ten times faster. So, what do you do with the heat gun? Do you just well, you very a heat gun puts out a lot of heat yeah. very right. very quickly, and uh, so it. if you hold it in one spot, you will legitimately melt a hole or start melting that fender. So it's you got to work this wave of heat that's coming out of this thing, a very intense heat, and you got to kind of work it around. And as those heat waves kind of fall and cascade on the fender, they in a way sort of melt the upper layer of plastic, and just the very very upper layer of molecules are excited enough to sort of get into a, a liquefaction almost and they and they just kind of they they revealed some of the the natural plastics and oils that are in that natural plastics really uh, the the you know the stuff that's in there that comprises what that stuff thing is made out of and and it really makes it look like new but that also doesn't last forever keep in mind whenever you uh, wax your vehicle especially when it's new like that uh, every time you wax it it's an abrasion and also too you're yellowing the uh, the color because the the wax on top actually will make the 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 paint a little yellow. Yours is black, so it probably won't show up. But I would go a while before I would wax it again. 
and that's going to keep you from having that problem of uh, of getting the the wax on the the fender flares. Also, I want to ask you when you drove uh, Clayton's uh, rig, what kind of fender flares did he have? Oh God! Um, if you don't know, that's okay. But I'm suspecting they were met all metal, and that certainly would take care of your problem. Right. Well, no, that's what everyone suggested. Get rid of the get rid of the stock fenders and which is probably going to be after my lift and my tires which god i cannot stand the waiting <laughs> i was going to ask you earlier ah, i cannot i was going to ask toward, it. when we got to chit chat how yeah. much you're uh you're you're it, going nuts oh let's this. save it let's save it for that yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but that will oh, be i think that's going to be next on my list Maybe. it may be there's just so uh, much there's just so much there may be some damage that you have to uh to, to, you know replace and why replace it with plastic and just get it re-damaged over and over again all right anyway right. let's uh we uh you know we skipped over voicemails and we've got several voicemails right here tonight so we're going to do it now hey this is tony and i'm tammy and this is josh and you've reached our 24 7 voicemail line you guys know what to do so at the beep leave your message hi Talk Show. this is nate with swd crawler I was just listening to your uh, most recent episode with uh, Nikki G's comments about my basement garage. I just uh-uh. felt the urge to call in and clarify a few things. Uh, first of all, no, unfortunately, I don't have any lockers yet. Uh, they'll come. They may come along with some axle upgrades or maybe even axle replacement. Uh, I don't want to build up the axles that I have so much that I destroy them on the trail and have wasted a bunch of money. Uh, so instead, what I've done is actually installed a hydraulic lift, sort of like you uh, you see in the, the standard shop. And I think it fell on him while he was recording the video, oh, uh, <laughs> the audio. <laughs> he had time, so I'm not sure what happened. But anyway, hydraulic winch. So write that down, uh, Nikki G. I think he's pulling your leg. I can't imagine he actually put a hydraulic winch to get his uh, his Jeep in and out of the basement. But uh, we'll find out more from from him later. Now, uh, Josh, you mentioned Frank uh, Carrier uh, earlier over at uh, Jeep Everything, the Facebook page, Jeep Everything, and uh, we got a call from Frank. Here it is. Uh, Yes, this is Frank Carrier from Jeep Everything. Uh, I received an email saying happy birthday, Jeep, along with your new Jeep podcast invite. I'm just calling to say thank you for for that, and uh, I love your show. Uh, I spent my birthday driving from Brookville, PA, to Hanover, PA, um, by Maryland there, to pick up a better YJ frame for my Jeep. Um, oh, wow. You can or want to go check out my uh, fall leaf camo Jeep with dual stinger on my Jeep forum on Facebook called Jeep Everything. Everything is capitalized. I have about 4,500 members and climbing. Um, we bring something to the table a little different than the other forums do. Um, but I hope you guys will all be members, all three of you. Uh, we're all loyal followers of your show. Uh, you guys taught me a lot. Uh, in fact, Mr. XJ there himself, uh, in one episode, said something about wrapping your steering wheel in a parachute cord. Well, it looks friggin' fantastic, let me tell you, and it feels great when you're driving. Very comfortable. I would recommend that to anybody. Uh, But I have a video of that and all that crap, too, on my page. Um, You'll see I did a lot of fabrication, a lot of paint, 
my Jeep has a lot of meaning. Um, some people with their small phones look at it and they're like, oh, that looks weird. Looks like it's uh, <laughs> shot with a paintball gun or, or tie-dyed. No, it's not tie-dyed. Them are leaves. And each one of them leaves represents a different soldier, whether it's cancer patients or the Army or police. Um, but, yeah, come check us out at Jeep Everything on Facebook. I'd appreciate that. Maybe if you can even mention everybody in there, that would be cool. Uh, go ahead and click that Join button and uh, stay in touch. Meanwhile, we'll keep advertising your show on our forum and watching your show. You guys are great. And you got a lot to teach a new Jeeper. Thank you very much. Uh, peace out. Well, thanks a lot, Frank. And uh, I just want to mention real quick here, uh, we all here at the Jeep Talk Show hope that your uh, dog gets uh, feeling better very, very soon. And really nasty cough there in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! No, but I, 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 a- I joined over there, and uh, uh, he sent me a message or something, and I, I joined up, and then uh, he says, "Hey, can we get Tammy and Josh to join the group too?" And I saw Tammy's picture there, and I, I told told him, "He goes, what's your name?" So he that's uh, if he didn't, if you're wondering why uh, all of a sudden Frank was talking to you, that's why he didn't know who 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 he had on his uh, site there, Tammy. But Tammy was there before me, and Frank, I got some bad news for you. Josh ain't never gonna join. <laughs> I'm so horrible when it comes to social media, guys. I'm I'm way behind on on uh all, right, all that stuff. Right, you know, the, the technology and things. Right, I can't do it. <laughs> and we got one more from Frank uh, talking to Josh. Hey, Josh. This is Frank Carrier from Jeep Everything. Why do you hate us? Why Why do you hate us? (laughs) There's a whole Jeep world out there on Facebook, and I'm under the understanding that your buddy Tony has made a nice profile for you. I don't know, man. There's a lot of people that think you should start using it. (laughs) Jeep Mama and Tony are both in, in the group. We'd love to have you, too. I know new things are a pain in the ass, but you know what? Change is good, especially when it comes to love for Jeeps. So why don't you go ahead and give it a shot, give it a thought, and give it a go. All right. Bye. At what point did you know you were being set up, Josh? Uh, early and often. All, I always suspect. <laughs> oh, the two of you uh, both have nicely done. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's going to happen by the end of this podcast. I'll be over there and... Uh, and uh, liked, subscribed, whatever it takes. Excellent. Great. Okay, we got one more from uh, Julia Johnny. If he gets into Me Too, I swear <laughs> to I That's it. I quit. <laughs> hey, Jeep Talk Show. It's Julia Johnny. I'm wondering uh, about D-ring shackles. I got a bumper that now takes them. And uh, are, are they like a standard size or... Do I have to, like, match to fit? Um, that could get expensive. Um, also, I know people might steal them, so Timmy might be right. It might paint them purple. Um, probably not because it is a red Jeep, as they're supposed to be. So I'll probably paint them red. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
Well, uh, really quick, they're, they're pretty much two standard sizes. If it's a bumper, if it's a Jeep, uh, it's either going to be three quarters or seven eighths. Uh, just measure that hole that's in that in that bumper, and you know, get whatever uh, whatever it was you know made for. Uh, some isolators, I will get tell you right now. Uh, get those while you get the uh, D rings as well. They will give you some peace of mind. Uh, but uh, to avoid having them stolen, buy yourself an extra one to throw in your recovery bag. That yeah. way, you don't have to take the ones off the bumper. Uh, and then you can use Loctite and a screwdriver uh, to really set those into position. And unless somebody is really anxious to get them, uh, you know, if you got an alarm on the Jeep, hopefully you do, then they're going to set the alarm off before they're ever going to get those things off your bumper. Yeah, and if they're if they're on there really tight, they won't rattle loose and fall off, and you'll think somebody stole them. They did not rattle <laughs> off. It was they were it was stolen. Oh, that's but right. You lost one. I forgot about that. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Lose it. Someone stole it. <laughs> Um, and by the way, red and purple go together uh, it's gonna, it's at Disney. Rough. If when you go into the entrance of Disney world, their colors are red and purple, red and purple go together. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, they do. I, I could wheel with a purple Jeep, but I don't think I'd have purple on my Jeep. All right. Let me tell you about the, uh, the Jeep talk show. This is primarily an audio podcast. I mean, you guys see us here on YouTube. You, this may be all you know of the Jeep talk show is, uh, is from YouTube. But really, we're an audio podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from the Jeep Talk Show website, www.jeeptalkshow.com. There are many apps available for your iPhone, iPad, or Android, or even a tablet that will not only uh, play your favorite podcast, but automatically download the latest Jeep Talk Show episode nearly the instant it becomes available. New episodes of the Jeep Talk Show are available for download each Monday, midnight, Central Time. And if you'd like to join in during the recording of the latest episode, we record it and broadcast it live every Thursday at 10 p.m. Central Time, except in cases like this when we couldn't do it on Thursday. Just go to the Jeep Talk Show website and you'll be able to watch, listen, and chat with other audience members. Remember, new episodes are available every Monday night at midnight Central Time. You know what, Tony? Um, totally forgot to mention in my Wrangler talk, I think we're still doing it, is getting into a little Wrangler extreme. Are we going to do that tonight? Absolutely. Yep. We have some Wrangler extreme with Nate of SWBcrawler.com. Everybody wants to take that new Jeep out to hit the trails. Today, I'll talk about some of the must-haves and good-to-haves for any vehicle about to hit the trails. If you're buying a recent Wrangler, you'll probably end up with a TJ or a JK. Both are capable platforms and coil sprung. So I'll cater a tad toward those platforms, even though my own heart lies with the YJ. After all, even I'm in an LJ at the moment. If you haven't hit any trails yet, try to get some experienced friends together and get out there as a passenger. With some seat time, you'll get a feel for what you might want to build your Jeep for. If you can't do this, or if you can't wait to get out and start wheeling with your own rig, don't worry. I'll try to start out with a generic build that you can grow along with your tastes. Let's face it, everybody's first thought when they consider modifications is big, meaty tires and a lift to go with it. There's nothing wrong with that. But remember, bigger tires mean a detriment to your Jeep's performance if you don't also re-gear. Re-gearing is expensive, 
and a lot of new Jeepers just can't afford all that at once. Because of that, I'm going to recommend a mild tire size increase for this stage. If you brought home a TJ or JK Rubicon, you're already on 31s for the TJ Rubicon and 32s for the JK Rubicon. Personally, I'd just run the stock size for now. If you brought home something a little more modest, then you could consider going up to as high as a 31 on stock suspension on your TJ, and a 32 or maybe even 33 on your JK with stock suspension. If you can't resist and just have to lift your rig, keep it mild. I know spacer lifts have a bad rap, but they're a great way to get a mild lift on a budget. Most Jeep builds throw away their first lift when they move to, to a later stage. Personally, I'd rather have that stage be as cheap as possible. Lifting your rig ha has something of a snowball effect. Keeping the modifications mild can keep the snowball manageable. Once you cross the 3 inch mark on a TJ or 2 door JK, it's a little bit higher for the 4 door JK because you've got a little more room to work with, you have to consider your drive shaft angle. There are some cheap fixes, but they rob you of that ground clearance that you just added by lifting. The right fix is to install an SYE and a new drive shaft. I'll cover that in a lot more detail in a different segment. There are a few other important items that you should remember before hitting the trail. Safety, recovery, and preparedness. Be sure that your rig has good seat belts, your seats are well attached, and that your roll cage is in good shape. With age, the Wrangler can start to develop weak spots at the base of the seats and the roll cage. You probably won't see problems like this on the JK just yet, because they're a newer model and they've only been around for about 10 years. But older TJs could have rust issues compromising the vehicle's safety. Make sure you look right uh, where the body and the roll cage meet inside of the body tub to make sure you don't see any body rot or rust. Uh, also look underneath your seat mounts. Sometimes the body tub can crack or just plain out rust through and that weakens the entire body of the Jeep. It's also a great idea to get yourself a good fire extinguisher and mount it somewhere in the Jeep. I usually just strap it to the roll cage right over one of the upper roll cage supports above the rear passenger seats. And also a good medical kit and some education on how to use both the fire extinguisher and the medical kit. Tools don't do you any good if you don't know how to use them. Fire extinguishers do actually have a technique to how, they, how you can best extinguish a fire. And of course, medical attention is something that you can't just intuitively figure out in some cases. If you intend to, to be out on your own often, invest in a winch, a tree saver, and possibly a winch anchor. These are all things that will help you get out of trouble, uh, especially if you're out alone. If you're out with a group, and I highly recommend that you go out in a group, especially before, you've, before you're experienced, then you can save money by ditching the winch and keeping a good strap or two and in your recovery gear. Just remember that uh, you don't necessarily have to have a winch to go wheeling, but you do need someone to help yank you out of a bad spot. The stock recovery points on both the TJ and the JK are okay, but they leave a bit to be desired. A closed system is much safer than those hooks. A closed system means that each component of your recovery gear positively closes. Attaching your strap to a D-ring, which mounts to a D-ring mount on your bumper, would be a closed system, because every piece of the system is closed. 
A strap looped over a hook, for example, wouldn't. The difference is, a strap can slip off of a hook. It can't slip off of a closed D-ring. Another big choice is in sway bar options. Your sway bar is intended to keep the body rolled down on the highway. It does this by preventing the front axle from articulating. You can disconnect your sway bar to gain articulation on the trail. Depending on the type of wheeling that you're going to do, you may or may not want to disconnect your sway bar. Things like fire roads and even mud don't benefit much from the added articulation. There's a couple options here. You can just get links that have pins in the center that you can pull out when you're ready to hit the trails, uh, or you can buy more expensive options. Personally, as soon as I leave the highway, I think it's time to disconnect. I think that the added articulation of the front suspension makes, it, makes your ride a little better off-road, and you never know when you're going to need the extra travel in the front suspension. To that end, this time around, I put down the extra money on a Curry Anti-Rock. The Anti-Rock replaces the sway bar with a torsion bar that can twist and allow your front axle to articulate. But, on the highway, there's just enough tension there to keep the body roll down to a minimum. So, you get the best of both worlds. Awesome flex on the trail, and decent body roll to control on the highway. Well, I think that's it for this segment. I'll probably have future segments covering what you might consider a stage 2 or 3 of this same vein of Jeep build. So, stay tuned. Thanks. Yeah, great information. As, and as you guys can see, a lot of the things that you're hearing uh, from Nate in his uh, his off-road uh, segment about the, uh, the, the TJ, the Wrangler uh, Extreme, you're hearing a lot of the same things I'm telling you in the XJ thing because, you know, a lot of those things are the same uh, on all off-road vehicles. And certainly a winch and recovery gear and that type of thing uh, are very important. Alrighty, well, let's jump over to uh, Josh and uh, Tech Talk with uh, Jeep Talk. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. because I, I It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Well, here's something you're definitely going to want to check out is upgrading the steering on your XJ, MJ, or TJ. And anyone who owns a Jeep made before 2006 knows that one of the weakest links on an otherwise amazing platform is the steering. The linkage is weak once faced with lifts, larger tires, and obstacles that plain simply wasn't really designed for. And the power steering certainly leaves something to be desired. We can upgrade our linkage re relatively easily with a tidal wave of manufacturers in the aftermarket or even go with some stronger junkyard options. We've covered all those options and what to look for in earlier episodes, but one surefire way to wake up your power steering is with a new gearbox. If you've been wheeling your 2006 or older Jeep with 33-inch tires or bigger, then it's likely your power steering box has seen more abuse than a redheaded stepchild. On all these platforms, a simple swap from another vehicle can make all the difference in the world. That's right. Who'd have thunk a 1978 Yugo steering box would be just the ticket? No, I'm kidding him course. Some of you out there already know what I'm talking about, and that's a Dodge Durango box from a 1998 or 99 without the snowplow package. Trust me, there's a difference. What that difference is, some speculate, is the loss of progressive steering ratios or less lock-to-lock -lock turning radius. There's enough information and misinformation out there, it'll make your head spin. The common denominator here? Don't get the snowplow package one. That's good enough advice for me, and before you go and think I may not have personal experience with this, I did do this swap just a couple years ago on my 99XJ, and since then I have installed several of these for other Jeepers as well. Here's why you want one. The bore of the gearbox is measurably different. 
Uh, it being almost a half inch in diameter bigger than the stock one, it's much more powerful gearbox, able to make more turning power from the same pump pressure. And weighing over five pounds more than a stock box, you know the guts in there are going to turn enough, are going to be tough enough to handle it. I don't have the actual comparison numbers as far as torque pounds or PSI ratings, but trust me, from plenty of personal experience, this is a very noticeable upgrade. There are a few things you're going to need to take into consideration when gearing up for the swap, though. First, you're going to still be running this if you're going to be running the stock steering box frame spacer. Well, that just needs to go. You can make your own from tube stock, nuts, and quarter-inch plate, or source one from companies like TNT Customs, JCR, C-Rock, and more. All hardware. Now they got to go grade eight with that. Seven sixteenth-inch bolts, at least three and three-quarters inch length. And now would be a good time to swap out the old factory lines for some new ones. Wouldn't hurt, right? You will, of course, want to have a catch basin ready for all the fluid you're going to spill and fluid to replace the old stuff. The hardest part to any steering box swap is getting the pitman arm off the gearbox shaft. And trust me when I say this, this will be the hardest part of this, other than maybe lifting the new heavy as all get-out steering box into place all by yourself. Oh, also, have a buddy handy. It's really come in handy to have someone else do the heavy lifting for you. But in all seriousness, a good pitman arm puller, sub 40 bucks at any part store, is a small, it's a small and a small handheld sledgehammer, or maybe even some heat will all be needed. In addition to that, you'll want to absolutely soak the mounting bolts and the pitman arm with some sort of penetrating fluid like PB Blaster or Croil. You skip that part, this could turn into a nightmare really quick. Basic hand tools will be the only other thing you need other than something to get that large nut off the shaft. I sourced my Durango box online through eBay for about 140 bucks. Price has increased slightly since then, but on average, you can expect to pay sub 200 even at the parts stores. But buyer beware. You're not likely going to find a freshly fabricated hot off the factory floor unit. In all reality, it is going to be a remanufactured one, rebuilt by one company or another. My advice would be to stay away from the Cardon ones. Seems to be a lot of bad press out there with people getting multiple units bad out of the box from them. That could just be a stupid restocking clerk who can't tell a bad box from a good one or a hole in the ground for that matter, but better safe than sorry. <laughs> Here's some better tips for you. Here's some tips for you to, well, help things go a little bit easier for you if you decide to do this. The unit should come with a couple plastic plugs sealing the ports where the hoses connect. These come off as uh, you can get as much fluid into the box as you can before installation. Put the plugs back in to keep the fluid in there until you're ready to install the hoses. Once and everything's all connected, fill your reservoir to the fill mark and start working the steering wheel back and forth lock to lock several times. This gets the internals moving around and gets the fluid to work its way through the different veins and orifices and all that sort of stuff. It gets the seals ready for the pressure of the pump. You'll likely see a small drop in fluid, but probably not much. In any case, make sure your fluid is at the fill mark prior to starting the engine. The next step is the best to be done with at least one wheel off the ground. But it's better to have both up in the air, and I'll explain why. Having the tires off the ground eliminates the friction, drag, and torsional forces the pump box and everything else is going to face when trying to turn big meaty tires on hard grippy cement. Even the smooth floor of the garage isn't quite enough to combat friction and gravity. Having the tires up makes it so the pump doesn't have to work very hard, all while being started for the first time, and not being 100% full of fluid and no air. If you start it up dry and just start cranking away, you'll likely toast your box. You'll be faced with having to do this all over again. And trust me, once is enough. With the engine started and uh, work that with the engine started, go ahead and start working that steering wheel back and forth, lock to lock, holding it for just a moment at the full lock position. The pump will be making a lot of noise at this point, and your power steering fluid may resemble something more of a milkshake than something you'd put in a working part of your Jeep. And that's normal, trust me. Just keep this up for like 30 cycles. Yes, I'm serious. Lock to lock, back and forth, 30 times at least. Make sure you keep an eye on the fluid. Mine almost took a full quart of fluid after doing the swap. Be careful not to overfill the pump, guys. 
Doing so can lead to pump or box failure and leakage. And trust me, you don't want that. Now, drop the Jeep, not on your foot, and repeat this <laughs> procedure with the engine running and turning the wheel lock to lock. You should notice the steering getting easier as you go along and the noise dropping in intensity. If it doesn't, check your hoses for leaks. In any case, I had to wait overnight for all the air bubbles to fully dissipate. And that's it. Over the course of the next few days, periodically check the fluid to make sure there is no additional loss or air bubbles and take comfort in the added ease, turning those nice meaty tires all over the rock, stumps, mud, and dirt of your favorite off-road destination. Next week, guys, I'm going to be taking, uh, talking about another option for a steering box swap and some of the ways you can improve on even this setup. So stay tuned. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Just shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought What? Oh, you guys know what this is. We uh, we beg you to buy stuff from Amazon by first going to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Why, you may ask? Because every time you do, every time you make a purchase, we get a few cents on every purchase that you make. It's that simple. You, uh, you like the show? Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Any purchase you make at Amazon, we get a few cents, but you pay the exact same price. So it's really that simple. It just helps us uh, keep the lights on, pay the bills, et cetera, et cetera. Josh, what do you got for us tonight? Oh, what do I have for us? Well, I've got the OTC 4508 Professional Style Seal Puller, just $12.86. It removes all oil and grease seals when servicing cars, SUVs, and light trucks. Removal without damaging the housing or the bearing. Hook tips in two sizes and professional handle design allows removal of hard-to-get seals by getting underneath them. The tool is 12 inches long and the hook loop, uh, the hook tip is double secured for durability. And an extra blade is, of course, included. A must-have if you guys are servicing in the rear axle of any Jeep. Tammy, what you got for us? Um, an Oxmart rear Euro taillight guards for the 07 15 Jeep Wrangler pair is for $31.99 and free shipping. These protect the taillights. They're not easy to crack. They have a special design. Perfectly can match your car. Uh-oh. They mean Uh-oh. Jeep. <laughs> Jeep. Enhance Jeep. the appearance and style of your vehicle with stock stocking mounting holes. No modification is required. Package includes one set of two steel light guards. Necessary screws are included. I think I have a pair of these on my Jeep. You know what? Uh, they just lost uh, five uh, Jeep points for calling it a car. Yes. Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> oh, oh, these I'm are the grills. I'm going to write a very strongly worded oh, letter okay. here. So here's a these fun one. These are the grill guards. Yeah, here's a fun one. Uh, the Logitech G602 wireless gaming mouse, 5466 hmm. with free shipping. So uh, up to 250 hours of battery life. So wow. obviously uh, wireless. Uh, power saving, high accuracy, Delta Zero sensor technology. <laughs> If you say so, lag-free gaming uh, grade wireless performance and uh, endurance modes maximize battery life. Long life buttons rated for 200 million. No, just 20 million clicks. 11 programmable buttons. Oh my God, that's more the fingers than that's more than the fingers I've got uh, for Windows 10, Windows 8, 7, uh, Windows Vista, and Mac OS X 10.8.6.3. Higher for more details. <laughs> So, well, we just uh, flew through that Amazon that uh, you bought what, but we should appreciate you guys thinking of us before making your Amazon purchases. So just remember, uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, then every purchase you make, we get a little, little, little something, something, little penny, little uh, two cents or so from it. 
we just found out what you bought. Oh my god, I just can't believe that made it on the list. All right. Well, the young lady here wanted to do campfire side chat, so we hurried through the uh, the Amazon you bought what. So here we go. Oh, I'm so tired. I worked on the Jeep yesterday and today. Wow. wow. Yay. Yeah. I, uh, I did a little bit of tinkering over the weekend. Uh, didn't do a whole lot. I actually have a run to, to the parts store that I need to, to do as well. Um, so really, I just paced back and forth in front of the mailbox. <laughs> so really, really quickly, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what I did. Uh, I, uh, I'm working in a new place. Parking garage has a six foot, uh, five inch clearance. It's, it's higher than that. So what I was telling you guys about uh, the lowest point and yada, 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 right. that seems to be true, but it was low enough to, uh, decapitate my, uh, two meter antenna, two meter, 70 centimeter oh. antenna that was on the roof. And it really, it wasn't so low that it actually broke it. It was, it would hit the, uh, the, what do you call the I beams? And sure. they're every, you know, three feet apart or something. So you're boom, 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 boom. And I thought to myself, you know what? I care. It's noisy. So I just hauled ass through there. Well, you know what happens Jeez. when you take a piece of wire and bend it back and forth a lot? Yeah, It, it breaks. <laughs> so it got really quiet after about uh, two weeks of doing this. And I went, hey, wait a minute. So I stopped, went and got the antenna and got back in my car. So uh, what I did was I bought a little, little L bracket that you can put on the fender. And uh, you actually just drill it into the fender and it takes that NMO mount and puts it on the outside of the fender, you know, facing away from the Jeep. I guess you could do it the other way, but you wouldn't be raising the hood. And uh, I had a spare uh, Larson uh, 5 8 wave uh, 2 meter, 70 centimeter antenna. And I had a spare uh, Larson cable and mount because I was going to replace the one on the roof. Well, I just went ahead and ran it to the fender. So now I've got that Larson 5 8 wave hooked up and ready to go and did some testing and I'll be able to get on uh, 70 centimeters and two meter uh, on my hour long drive uh, one way to work and the hour long drive back home. Uh, so today I actually got out there and uh, did the wiring. I had done the wiring from the 20 inch LED that I have mounted at the top back of my Cherokee. Uh, I called it Operation Tail Gunner. And uh, I had the wires run all the way into the uh, engine compartment. But today I went out there and spent several hours. Uh, getting it wired up to the overhead switch panel. Uh, and I made use of that that little uh, fuse box that I showed a couple of uh, episodes back. Uh, if you uh, if you guys remember, it's just a little box from Amazon, uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And uh, it, it, this holds fuses and makes a nice uh, multiple contact point uh, for things and keeps the wiring a little nice. So I got that hooked up. And uh, if you follow us on Tumblr, uh, you will see some uh, several pictures of not only that little wiring box, but also to the... Uh, the bright light on and off. So uh, it's kind of cool. I uh, actually had one comment on Facebook. This guy said uh, he now knows what he's going to do with his uh, spare 24-inch LED light bar. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, uh, I I saw the pictures of that and and dang near blinded just looking at the uh, at the video. So yeah, that, that, is, that is awesome. All righty. Well, that's it for me. Well, my uh, cowl induction is basically done. I've got one last coupler to either fabricate or, or purchase. Uh, and, uh, and I've got a couple of, uh, hose clamps that I need to put on and then that will be all done. Uh, there is a sheet metal shroud that I'm going to have to, uh, fabricate. I've already kind of got a rough draft going of that as well. So that'll be well on its way. The 140 amp battery isolator is here. Uh, it came at the end of last week and, uh, now I just need to fabricate a bracket to install that. I thought about just screwing it straight to the fender well, 
uh, on you know on the engine compartment side, but yeah, no, not it, it, this deserves a lot better than that. So uh, got that off of uh, off of Amazon to make sure you guys uh, make you click through that link. Uh, 140 amp, hard to find, Tony, uh, with the, to match up with that Grand Cherokee alternator that I have in there. So um, a lot of the parts stores all all had you know 75, 90. Uh, I think I found one place that had a 100 amp uh, isolator. Not gonna cut it. Need to match the current of your alternator. So uh, onto the online I went. There was no place local I could find one, and so uh, yeah, that was. Uh, but glad to see that that's uh, that's here, and I can work with that now. Um, I've got some pictures I'll be posting up of uh, the current status and everything. And uh, next up will be uh, well to back underneath the Jeep uh, to get some uh, suspension and some other things all handled. Excellent, Tammy. Uh, besides waiting, what are you doing? I'm just waiting and waiting. Are, and do you waiting. have a tracking um, or anything on there so you can see where it is? No, I mean I could. It's not coming to me. It's going straight to the dealer. So um, Chuck told me to call him this week. Um, I'm just. He. I said, well, I'm going to call you every day, and he's like, no, don't call me every day. Please don't call me every day. Um, call him every so day. So I'm just. I know I'm just trying to be really patient and not call. So I'll probably call. Yeah, on how long working out for you? How long has it been? How long has it been? He. he um, I went in Tuesday the 5th oh. and he said it should take two weeks. The thing that's going to take the longest are the wheels, which they're coming from San Diego. Yeah, but you can put, still get the lift on there. Uh, well, that would look kind of stupid. It doesn't matter. The lift is the biggest thing. I know, but it would look so stupid. I don't want to drive around with oh, a lift and okay, little baby yeah, wheels. No, 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 no. You get no. your Jeep back, and then the wheels and tires come in, and, and you could put those on yourself. I Think mean, of all the part. fun you would have taking pictures and making fun of yourself on, on online. Yeah. Um, yeah so I'm going to, hopefully it'll be in this week. And to to satisfy my addiction, I went and made a tattoo appointment today. So, Ooh. yep, I will. That'll well, be I guess on we're the We're going to be seeing pictures of that here pretty soon. Yes. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you have to wait. <laughs> Careful, two, Josh. Two weeks. I guess I, I, was, I just you as went down the a words road. came out of my mouth. <laughs> we don't know where she's getting. It. You're going down a road that you may not want to go down. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, let's get over to our wheeling we digress, where. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got some trails or at least some events that you guys want to go down. And uh, what's happening is the Morris Four by Four Center's 25th anniversary Jeep event. Is happening on uh, April 16th. This is, uh, well, uh, pretty much going on. Uh, already happened, oh, uh, no. for that matter, as we are recording this, at least. Uh, we'll uh, get another event lined up for you. How about the Friends of the Bantam Jeep Association Incorporated? They are presenting the 2016 Bantam Jeep Heritage Festival. Is that Batman? June 10th. That says Batman, doesn't it? No, that's not bad. Oh, no. Okay, I know. Got his, got his hopes up. <laughs> June 10th through the 12th, guys. This is a big, big, big event. Cooper's Lake Campground near Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. For more information, need you guys to go to bantamjeepfestival.com. This, guys, this is a Jeep-only event. All the drivers must be 18 years of age uh, or older. And, of course, participants, of course, can be of any age. Last year, guys, in 2015, it had over 20,000 attendees. And this was a world record holding event, having the largest parade of all Jeeps ever recorded. Trust me, this is an event you guys want to check out. The Bantam Jeep Heritage Festival, June 10th through the 12th, Cooper's Lake Campground. Go check it out. 
Don't forget Jeep Junkies, wherever you guys are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Please stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you guys are not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, or a fundraiser, doesn't even matter. If it's a huge event like an Easter Jeep Safari, let us get the word out. Let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Remember, Jeepers, you guys are making purchases all the time for those Jeep parts. Tis the season after all for getting those Jeeps ready for those trails. We see it in our Amazon, you bought what? So next time you guys order something for your Jeep, Make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. If you're buying a product or service from that vendor because of a review or discussion you heard here on the show, let them know. If they don't already heard, if they haven't already heard about us, sure and tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Who knows? Might even lead to some exclusive Jeep Talk Show discounts. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Helps us. Helps you. Uh, and you guys don't forget about us on Twitter. We, I've been having lots of fun. Well, actually, Tammy and I have been having lots of fun on Twitter interacting with you guys uh, as a Jeep Talk Show, just uh, at Jeep Talk Show. And uh, don't forget to use the hash brown, uh, hash, uh, the hashtag Jeep hashtag. Talk Show. I'll take mine extra crispy. It's a joke because the the, the, the uh, uh, Jeep Army uh, USA with the hash brown, they were making fun because of the hash brown I used. Anyway, uh, please join us over there. We're having lots of fun on the social media. Josh is even going to join her, so he says. So hopefully you'll see us on uh, the uh, the Facebook page, Jeep Everything. If you've got a Jeep, uh, consider joining Jeep Everything and go over there and tell Frank that the Jeep Talk Show sent you. And there you go. Remember, uh, YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. We broadcast live 10 p.m. Central every Thursday night, except for this week. Well, that was <laughs> something special there for you guys. Facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Just Jeep Talk Show on Google, guys. You will be able to find everywhere we, yes. where we are at. Everywhere you want to be, which I think well, I thought was American Express, but it's actually Visa. So, uh, the cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first one, would it? I know. Oh, I got the stack of restraining orders uh, about two inches tall now. So, well, anyway, you guys have a great Jeep week. I'll uh, let uh, Tammy and uh, Josh tell you where you can find them. Hey, voiceofjosh.com, the voiceofjosh.com, where you're going to find me and Tammy. You can find me on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. Good night.